1: Rubber in the money that keeps stacking. Got a honey who come with elite fashion.
2: She too fine, I tell her that thing magic. You ain't a hustle, you broke What well that seems tragic.
3: Got a catch in the fails like deep passes. I tell her, plug if it's sticky, then please
1: bag it. I need the best, cause I grew up with neat Madness. Need a Burger, need mercy. Bird. Jewelry so heavy it might hurt me. Might hurt. Smoking extra kill, that extra seal. Whoa. Whoa. Buffalo money need extra bills. Till I'm eating so much I got a breakfast deal. What I'm is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Jay Spence the King. I got my man, Sterles for the girls, with me. I got Antoine, St- he's in and out. I don't know what's going on with his technology at the moment. But we are back, we are live, we are here for the chop up. I know y'all used to Wednesday nights being for... Uh, the hump day hotline with me and Joe Miller. But y'all know every uh, off season, Joe kind of takes a break. So what I've decided to do is I've decided to, to give myself Sterling and Antoine some freedom on the weekends and, and let us party it out on weekends and then work during the week. So the chop up for the off season will be happening on Wednesday nights. Um, hump day will be back, but right now, chop up is on Wednesdays. We got it going. What is going on? Sterling. What's up, Antoine? Hey,
3: what's going What's good, man? Man, how y'all not been? Much. I feel like it's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. The offseason is uh in full effect.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and we got the we, we got the, the usual suspects in there. We got uh my man Richard Rush, we got Don in the building, Sarah's here. Um, uh, not sure who rep towel is, but thank you for joining us. <laughs> Funny name. And my man Daryl Domes is kicking it with us too. Uh look, it's it's um I haven't even talked to y'all about the Super Bowl. So, so let's take a, Let's start off there. Let's start off at the end of the, the NFL year. Um, just reactions, thoughts on, on the game, the halftime show. I don't really want to talk about the halftime show. But, you know, th- thoughts on the game. Let's start with one.
2: <laughs> well, it was a good game until the end. It was kind of uh, anti at the end. But, you know, I think overall it was a really good Super Bowl. Both teams were kind of going back at it. You know, you hate that, uh, you know, holding call you know, decided the game, but that's kind of what it is, and, you know, that was the right call, unfortunately, so I mean, but overall, I thought it was a really good game, by two good teams, uh two, you know, uh, the two best teams uh, in the league all year long, and, you know, they proved it out there on, a couple of weeks ago on Sunday. Sunday.
1: Yeah, I, I think for me, the, the reason why I hated the ending of the game is it was a hold, so I, I'm not going to get on here and say it wasn't a hold or whatever, but they was letting a lot of those calls go for the, for the most part of the game. And I think that's why the defender thought he even said in an interview, he's like, yeah, I, I held him. I thought they was going to let that one go, but they called it. So I, I just feel like, you know, if you're going to call it one way for three quarters or three quarters and, you know, nine tenths of the last quarter, then you should call it that way throughout the entirety of the game. But, you know, Strauss, how you feel about the game?
3: Yeah, it was a good game, man. Uh Jalen Hurts was impressive. He he played mm-hmm. a really good game, man. Um, Devontae Smith, hey, that dude cold. Devontae Smith is cold, man. Uh, but you know, I felt like the whole time, you know, even as good as Philly started out, I just felt like the Chiefs are gonna they're gonna find their way in the game. And, and in the second half, you know, they they definitely proved that Mahomes is he's gonna be Mahomes. And uh, you know, it it, it was a, offensively, I felt like you know. It kind of made me put things into perspective, uh, just not from a Bills' point of view, but just from an NFL point of view. When you spend so many resources on a defense, but at the end of the day, what does it really get you in the Super Bowl? I mean, these teams are scoring thirty-five points, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, so, kind of for me, it was just kind of a, I just kind of had to check what I believed about you know high price, high-ticket, resource-filled defensive-laden squads like the Bills. Maybe uh, they should temper those a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, see, I don't know. I don't know, because if you look at the rest of the games that it took both teams to get there, defense did play a big part in it. I just think once you get to that stage where you have that level of quarterback play, you know what I mean? But but other games, you know, the Eagles – dominated on defense and and the chiefs have moments where their defensive line chris jones is i mean i know we know you know and there's a lot of sports fans who know but but people who are more of a casual football fan and don't really watch until the like the big games or the playoffs you know chris jones is that dude man so i don't know i just think i think defense is still important but i I do agree with you man like at at some point and i've been pounding the table for this um this past season for the bills you can't you can't you don't want to be that franchise like the green bay packers who you know, you keep getting defensive players in the draft where you, you make these big splash moves in free agency for a defensive player, but you don't use high draft capital on a on a weapon for your quarterback. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if y'all agree with that statement or not, but I just feel like that's that's going to be what ends up being the Bills problem if they don't kind of change it going forward. They haven't drafted the Buffalo Bills haven't drafted an offensive player in the first round since Josh Allen. Like, yeah. like think about that, like. When we drafted him – and then, I mean, really, we could say that same year because they drafted Tremaine Edmonds. So, really, they took a defensive player in the first round every year. I just – you know, I I don't know. Well, I mean, you
2: got to look at it like uh, who would you take in that situation if you had to do it over again? I mean, I I don't know. know, I guess I would have to look back and see who was available back then, but – um, maybe you know it was the right move to take the defensive player at that particular spot. So it just it just depends. Like I mean, you could just play with his old history like all you want to, but you know I, I think it's important to just take. I'm all about taking the best available player, like no matter where you where you're drafted. So, but yeah, I mean, at some point you definitely need they need to get him more weapons, and I think they're going to take off as offensive player this year, whether it be you know a running back or a wide receiver or something like that too. I definitely think they need to address both of those.
1: Yeah, they do. But I will tell you what, I know. I just was talking about the first round, but man, the second round, we took Cody Ford over DK Metcalf. Like, I just, just, just. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, so yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying, but I mean, like, there. And I, could, I bet if I went back and looked, there's specific things I can look to. Like the year that we took, um, because we double dipped. We did Greg Rousseau, and then we got Boogie Basham. Like, what have yeah. we, like? And then, and then, so then, okay, you talk about that and it might've been right at the time, but then you expect those guys to show up. You have a playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals who has three backups on that offensive line starting and, and you can't get a sack on Joe Burrow. Like you can't, you can't even sniff Joe Burrow, but you got first and second round talent all across that defensive line. And, uh, well, right. But I'm saying like, so at some point that's when Sterling's. Um, point comes into play where it's like, no, maybe we need to switch this up and instead of investing so heavily in that defense, man, do something to put some points on the board. You can't score 10 points. I'm not going well, to beat up on... You the can't board.
2: just... You can't be afraid not to take a play defensive play just because it didn't work out the last time. You just still got to... I still think just taking the best available player on the board is uh, where what, what teams need to do. If you got a need, well, that, and, you know, just take it.
3: I, I feel like that's what teams say, but that's not what they yeah. do. That's not how they... So, some teams they do. They usually draft very few very few the majority of the league drafts for for need there's few teams i would say what five can you name me five teams that actually draft bpa it's hard hard to find it's i can you can we can but can you you get what i'm saying majority of the teams draft for need and so i just think there needs to be a philosophy change when it comes to the bills and how they evaluate the roster uh you know, not every year. And I would love to take best play available. And if, if John Robinson was there at 27, I'd take him right now at 27. Uh, and running back is really not the Bills' need. But uh, I, I just think they need to really kind of take a look at things and, and, and uh, maybe uh, attack it in a different way because it has been working.
1: I feel like, too, I wanted to respond to that running back. No, interview. I think it. I mean,
2: well, I think it's a need. But, you know, we could disagree all you want to. But, yeah, I mean, I think – I still think – they need to, it may not need to be a need in the first round, but I still think they need to take a run back at some point because you need, oh, for need sure, to for pressure. sure, for sure. You, you but, need to take pressure off him. Yeah.
3: But my point being, if but John Robinson, if it's BPA, I mean, he's one of the top three players in the draft, in my opinion. So you you gotta, if he's there, you take him. You just take him. So that's my point.
1: Did you see the report? I mean, and it was just speculation. This isn't like a real uh, rumor or anything happening, but there was speculation. I think it was on ESPN. Uh, yesterday or today where they said that um the Buffalo Bills should take a crack at trying to trade for Derrick Henry in the last year of his contract.
2: Yeah, somebody uh it was like a segment, like it was like splash moves or something like that. I can't remember mm-hmm. what no, the I didn't segment see that. was. And then yeah, somebody had said like the Titans trading Derrick Henry to the Bills. And yeah. And then their point was Derek Henry they want to get rid of him before he gets too old. But I could see them trading Derek. I mean, they gutted a lot of their veterans today. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, and then this does not even including Ryan Tannehill. So I'm curious to see what direction they want to go moving forward because uh, I don't know. I mean, last year he ended up missing the playoffs for the first time in quite a while. I had a first losing record, I believe, since 2016. So it may be time to just start over and start up, start from scratch there in Tennessee. Get a new quarterback in there, uh, new younger players, and then just you know try to start over that particular way. So. I could see. It. I mean, especially with a. I mean, Derrick Henry's still a good, valuable option. But you know, if you can get something for him, especially if you're starting over, you know, why not examine that?
1: Uh, my man Jason in the comments says we don't know how to use running backs. He's talking to Sterling. Said it's like a Bills legacy thing all the way back to Thurman, the last true number one back. I kind of disagree with that. Yeah, I, I feel like the, I, I feel like just recently the Buffalo Bills haven't really had a strong run game, just like over the past few years. But but I mean I can name like several great running backs that the Buffalo Bills have. You know, you you mentioned Thurman. Then you go to uh, you know, we had Beast Mode here. Travis we had, Henry. Uh, I mean, Travis, Travis Henry is really good. Fred Jackson wasn't even like a, a high draft pick at all by any means, but he he had a very good run. C.J. Spiller, I think one year he averaged over six yards per carry. You know, so we we've had good running backs come through. Shady McCoy, we traded for him and got him in here. He still gave us some good year. We led the league in rushing a couple years in a row with him. So I, I don't I don't know how much I want to agree with this comment, but I do get where you're going right now. I think right now, um, we we got perform. Like, Devin Singletary underperformed up until recently, I would say. Um, Zach Moss was traded because he just was Zach Moss. You know, and so hopefully hopefully uh, Jimmy Cook will change that. You know, I th- I like James Cook. I think that he could be um, – I don't know if he's as good as his brother, obviously, but, you well, know, no. I think he could be a good <laughs> – Yeah, no, I'm saying, I think he could <laughs> I mean, be a good I mean, we want know that, but, you know, I don't think anybody expected well, him no, to be anyway. I, I don't think we can say we know that it was his first year. So, I mean, like, we've seen guys develop into, we've seen it. I, I see his if brother, brother in college. You,
2: like, fam. he, no, he he ain't, no, he was not, he's not delving. There's you nothing wrong with saying. that either.
1: I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But what I'm saying is you can't just completely discount it. Like, if I were to talk to you five years ago, you would have said, no, nah, man, Josh Allen ain't going to be a starter for a long time in the NFL. No, I,
2: I didn't, no, I, I did say that, actually. Like, I was getting criticized for that. Like you can go back and check the receipts on that. Like I got, like I was down in Miami covering the Dolphins. Like I had people ripping me, telling me like Josh Allen was gonna be a bum, and like I was one one of the few people stick it up for him. So yeah, I got the receipts. I did say that actually. And no, then I got you were one of got few. I'm, I'm, proud of I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you. No. Sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I got ribs. Cause I, even I, some some Bills fans didn't even believe that. No, that's fact. Yeah, Bills fans,
3: was that's mad. fact. Bills fans. Bills fans. Was I will tight. say this though.
4: that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
3: To add to that, I think the Bills don't know how to use specialty players in the backfield. You know... They don't know how to use niche players in the backfield, and I, I think that's that. You you go get Naheem Himes, and you don't use them properly. It takes you all season to really get James Cook going, and, and so you know I think when the Bills have had a, a do everything back, I think they've they've used them to their fullest capabilities historically. Uh, recently, they haven't had that, and so you know I think they're still trying to find a way outside of digs. I mean, you re- we really can't point to a, a skilled position player where they say, yeah, they've really put this position, this player in a position where there's, you know, they're, they're put there to succeed. Uh, Gabriel Davis, I mean, you're, you're throwing deep balls to him, but outside of that, I really can't point to, to another player on offense from a skilled position player where they really, really maximize their talents.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree wholeheartedly. I just, I just think James Cook can be a good ingredient to what we're oh, trying yeah. to be going for. Oh,
2: well, I agree at that and, point.
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not saying again. I don't think he's going to be his brother, but I think he, I think he's better than um, what we saw this year. Like, because oh yeah, the last few games of the year, he really started to come on. So I feel like if we get a full season of that type of production out of him, I think the conversation about him will be a little bit different. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I do hope they draft a, another running back, but i don't know I, my, my biggest two needs for the bills if it was up to me will be wide receiver and offensive line um i know we're probably going to lose jordan poyer so safety is a concern because you saw what happened when michael went out in the game that jordan was injured uh or a couple games that jordan right. was injured our safety positions like that first game against miami uh jaylen waddle just he cooked us man like he ate us and yep. you you can't have that um obviously now Micah's coming back. Do we know if Micah is going to be Micah after a neck injury like that? Like that's the type of injury that, um, pff, man, guys have ended their careers oh. with that type of neck injury. Uh, Aaron, one of our old safeties actually ended his career on that. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what I think the bill should do right now, man. Every, every, everything in me says go O line the first round, even though I want a wide receiver, but, I, everything that I'm also seeing is that the, the second, third, and fourth round, like, it's deep. It has a lot of talent that could kind of fall in that range. So I don't know. I don't know where the value is this year.
2: Just take the best player at the, like, whatever, you know, at whatever, what are drafting, like, 25 or something like that? 27, 27 I believe. 27, yeah. somewhere around. Yeah, just take the best available player. If it's a wide receiver, which I think it could be, it could be like a Quentin Johnson out of TCU, then take him. If it's not, then – you know, if it's an offensive lineman that possibly slips down there and possibly take him. If it's a running back, and I, I, again, like, I know this may not be the biggest knee, but it's still a need. then if that's on the board too, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, dismiss that either. Like a B. John Robinson, if he happened to be down there, because I think he's the best running back in the draft. If he happens to slip all the way down there, then I, I would take him too.
1: I just – I can't see him falling to 27. Yeah. If he does, I mean, for sure, take him. Um, because last year I was like that about Hall. I wanted Hall, and I know he fell to the second, you know, but I wanted Hall so bad. I was like, Yo, what is is happening? Why, why the Jets, man? They drafted good this, this, I thought he was a first round
2: talent. I thought he was a first round talent. Just people was just they didn't want to take a running back that high. That was it,
1: really. Yeah, Bruce Nolan and and that crew likes likes that conversation. Don't take a running back in the first round, but for me, man, I, I just think. I, I, you know what? Let me get your opinion on this, and then we'll kind of we'll, we'll move over to the Jets conversation a bit. But I feel like um teams value draft picks more than they do players, if that makes sense. Like, so I feel like the way they talk about trading the picks and the way they talk is like, but then when you look at who they actually took as a player, a lot of times it doesn't equal out to the value of what they're expecting the pick to be worth or something like that. So I feel like when we, you know we overvalue draft picks at times so like I don't think I don't think we should do like the Rams and trade all our picks away just to get a bowl but a lot of times you know the way we talk about let's talk about the Bills again I just talked about Cody Ford if you look at the Buffalo Bills second round picks throughout Brandon Bean's tenure here uh he kind of missed more than he hit in the second round um AJ Epinesa uh Boogie Bash I wouldn't call Boogie a miss but we'll see uh Cody for, you know, so we, we have some misses, but wasn't it the one year where we could, what a D hop. I know that was the year we traded for, for digs, but D hop went for like a second and a fourth or something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 So again, like I feel like sometimes we overvalue draft picks and we're talking about because of that night, it's a big night and it's young, but if you can get a player like that, for a number two or three, like wh- why not, man? Like, I I don't know. And that's why I'm not a GM, obviously. I, I look at this probably well, wrong.
2: I think some teams don't value the draft picks. I think some do. It just depends on where you are, like, in your process. Like, obviously you talked about the Rams. Like, they were going for it. So they're just like, like, F picks. Like, we just got to you know, go for it, and, you know, mm-hmm. and it worked out, they get the Super Bowl. Yeah, Tampa Bay, I mean, not necessarily with the picks, but they just, you know, without, when you go get Brady, you're obviously going for it at that point, and then you end up winning the Super Bowl. It just depends on where you are, like, in your franchise. Like, if you feel like your window is short, then you're gonna definitely go for it. If you feel like you have a long window where you're able to build your team, like the Bills and Kansas City and stuff like that, then yeah, you might decide. You know what? Let's develop these players, and hopefully, they can, you know, contribute down the line for us.
1: All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's pivot a little bit. Let's talk about the Jets. Um, so the Jets have been kind of dominating some of the NFL headlines right now because they're one of the teams that are shopping for a veteran quarterback, and Derek Carr sounds like probably the fit. Um, there was obviously rumblings about no pun intended rumblings about uh aaron Rodgers and you know garoppolo how do you feel like this is playing out where do you see this ending up i mean what, what
2: they want to number one is aaron Rodgers; is their number one option but nobody knows what he wants to do i mean that man's in the cave or whatever, whatever the hell he's doing <laughs> like eat some mushrooms and you know, having to get tired. Like what, like, I don't know what he's doing, but the fact about it is like, he's, he's the guy that they want. And until they get an answer, like what he wants to do, which I think he's going to go back to green Bay. I really do. Mm-hmm. And then uh what's get an answer from him. Then I think they'll decide, you know, where to go with that. If it, if he stays in green Bay, then, you know, I think they might go out to Derek Carr. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he might decide he may not want to stay in green Bay and want to go somewhere else too. It's, a, it's that, those options too. It's, you know, the Raiders are definitely an option as well. So, yeah, I think that he's the number one candidate. If And then Carr is after that. And then Carr yes. wants to, you know, look around and see what else is out there as far as money. I'm sure maybe Tennessee becomes open, you know, if they release Ryan Tannehill. I don't know what Tampa Bay is going to do. It seems like they might start over. But if they don't, then, you know, Derek Carr could possibly be an option there. Carolina, you know, obviously another option there. He doesn't have to necessarily worry about playing, you know, in a cold-weather city, uh, especially in the wintertime. So those are some, you know, short options for Derek Carr, too, as well. And and if they can't get any of them, Jimmy Garoppolo, if Tannehill gets released, that might be an option. Uh, So, yeah, those would be the little bit of options. And then, you know, Lamar Jackson is always the wild card in this, too, because, you know, the Ravens, they're saying all the right things about how they want Lamar Jackson back, but – you know, would they give them a non-exclusive tag or an exclusive tag? If they give them a non-exclusive tag, then maybe the Jets say, you know what? Let's just, we'll give you two first-round picks and we'll pay them, you know, just to take them off your hands. So it's a lot of you know moving parts still still available <clears throat> still needs to happen for the Jets. But right now, it all starts with Aaron Rodgers, you know, and to see what the dominoes may fall after that. Let me it's tell got- you
1: what. Well, Charles. Let me say this, and then you got it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If if the if the Baltimore Ravens. Are dumb enough to allow Lamar Jackson to leave Baltimore any way possible? I don't care if it's with the with the non exclusive tag. I don't care if they trade. Or, I, if you what? first of all, no, you you say, listen, how how difficult is it to get a franchise? Now I'm a Bills fan, so I know how difficult it is to get a franchise quarterback. Granted, Lamar hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. That's not all that the franchise quarterback is for. They are a winning franchise. He's made the playoffs every year that he's been healthy. He got MVP his second year. All of these, all these things. The qualifier, you're not gonna find remember
2: it. the qualifier that you used when healthy. The he hadn't been healthy. That's the problem. Like I wouldn't give him a full. Like here's the thing. Like if he wants a fully guaranteed contract, would you give it to him? I I would not. No,
1: but that's I, not, I not not because he's been injured. I just don't believe in giving fully guaranteed contracts. Like well, I, think, exactly. I think the Cleveland Browns are just insane. So well, that's it, my like, point. Regard, like whether it's, I don't, and I'm saying this regard, I wouldn't give Josh Allen a fully guaranteed contract. And I, you know how much I love my guy, Josh. Sterling, so, uh, go ahead. and uh I, I might, I might gu- do that. I might, mm. would do that.
2: Yeah. I
3: no. Wouldn't. I mean, we're I talking wouldn't. Lamar Jackson. I have a, some thoughts on uh Aaron Rodgers, but. I'm not giving Lamar full a full contract, a full guarantee, fully guaranteed contract. And and if I'm the Jets, I'm not trading for Aaron Rodgers. Like, why are you going to trade for a stopgap quarterback for the next two years for a guy that you don't even know that wants to play? And because it's like it's like you're paying for the name. So what are you going to give up to get Aaron Rodgers? Like, I would much rather if I'm a Jets fan, I'd r- rather go get Derek Carr or or really try to go get Lamar Jackson because you you definitely Correct. have you don't want. I feel like teams get in trouble when they try to get stopgap quarterbacks. If they're not, you know, elite or Hall of Fame level type quarterbacks, I, I just don't think you should do it. I, I think you know you should you should always you know go draft that guy. Or or if you're in a situation like the Ravens where you know they they may be wanting to uh, part ways with a guy like that, then yeah. But I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch Aaron Rodgers if I'm the Jets. What you know, they're going to want the kitchen sink. What I mean, Quentin well, Williams sauce. I mean, you. You're they're at least going to want a some, first
2: though. They're at least going to want a first round. At like least. here's my thing with it too, and yeah, it, it kind of goes back to your point, Sterles. It's like okay, they're gonna what happens if they do trade for Aaron Rodgers? They're they're probably right back in this situation next year. Like he's like, oh well, I don't know if I want to play again. And then you know you're at his mercy, and then you're like, okay, what do we do? Do we yeah. you know draft the quarterback? Do we not? And then how many years is he gonna play another two? I mean, remember the Brett Favre situation? Like same thing. You know, at the end of his career, they ended up trading, playing Ray trading to the Jets, and then he stayed a year. And then he went to Minnesota for a couple of years after that. So, yeah, I, I think Derek Carr – I think Lamar Jackson should be number one option. And then if he's not available, then you can pivot to Derek Carr or, you know, we'll see if – depending on what the what the Packers may want to give up, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, you know, or want for Aaron Rodgers, then yeah. But, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you because it's not like – I mean – Derek Carr is an average to an above average quarterback, but if the defense plays as well as what they did last right. year for the Jets, then they're a playoff team. Right. I mean, that's all they need. They yep. they need their their playoff team with Derek Carr. Yeah.
1: See, I'm still just I don't know, man. Every time we anybody anybody I talk to when Lamar Jackson comes up, I, I just. I would be so disappointed in the Ravens as an organization if they really allowed him to leave that building. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. again, like just the, so, the regular conversation before, I know we we're talking about injuries. Cause you want to talk about now. I agree with you about the fully guaranteed deal, but you know how difficult it is to really find the guy at quarterback and they have the guy, So like, why would you, I don't care what, and this is what I meant when I say people overvalue draft picks, because then what they'll get two first round picks and another player for Lamar or something like that. Right. Or two first rounds, a second round or whatever. I don't know how the deal would work, but so you mean to tell me you're going to, you're you feel that confident that you're going to take two guys over the next two years in the first round, that's going to give you the value or the amount of type of wins that Lamar, and it doesn't have to just be quarterback, but just in general, you're going to bring a player to your organization that, provides the same value or more that Lamar Jackson does. I just don't believe with, that. What,
2: how do you determine the value? With the wins? With, with the, you know, how, how, it depends on how you determine
1: that value. I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> you could literally talk about it in any way. Like, when he's in, they win. The, the money that the, the team generates because of him, you know what I mean? Like, he's a hot ticket. You know, I just, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's a... So what if Lamar little...
2: Jackson says, well, I'm not going to play for anything other than, you know, the guaranteed contract?
1: Then I, what I would do they is, do in that
2: case... But I would say, okay, I would call this bluff. I was like, okay, we'll we'll tag you, but it's going to be non-exclusive. And then you force somebody else to do your dirty work for you. If somebody else wants to give a fully guaranteed contract, God bless them. Like, Mm -hmm. give us two first-round pits or whatever you want to give for them. But I'm not going to do it. Like, I wouldn't just let them walk out the door. But if somebody wants to be dumb and give them a a fully guaranteed contract, then, you know, okay, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll take the pits in return. But I would, if the Ravens are the organization, which they we tend to know who they are. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to give him a fully guaranteed contract. And he's really, you know, his injuries have really like hindered their progress the last few years. I mean, you look at you know the twenty twenty one season. I mean, they were winning their division, and then he ended up getting hurt. I mean, I know it's not necessarily his fault, but and then they end up missing the playoffs. And then this year, they. I mean, you just see like something's off this year with with him, Jim Harbaugh, the organization. Like some kind of, it just seems like it's some kind of disconnect because he's he's tweeting out the or oh had these encrypted Instagram messages about you know how he's feeling. So something is not right there between him and the Ravens. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, they're not giving him the bag. I, I I guarantee you, if he wanted to, I'm not. And I'm not questioning his integrity, but he he's playing for uh you know to protect himself. You know. Oh, I get it. You know, he probably didn't want to come back. Uh, knowing that they didn't really value him. And and those things always are kind of questionable. I mean, you got to look at the Dolphins as a prime example and and how they kind of flirted with Deshaun Watson. And, you know, they really didn't want Tua to be the starting quarterback. That's why we're doing the the shuffling with Tua and and, uh, Fitzpatrick. Well, Brian
2: Forrest didn't, yeah.
3: So so part of me is like, okay, well, how much does the owner have to say in this you know, or the GM, like, where are they at on the whole thing? Do they really value Lamar Jackson's play style, you know, because it could be a, a schematic difference in how they view the player. So, I, I mean, I, I if I'm the Ravens, I try to keep him. I really try to keep him. You, you, you drafted him, you developed him, and he's good. Like, keep him. He's one of the most dynamic players in the league when he's on the field. Now, I understand injuries have been – Plagued him the past few years, but I think I think there's somewhere to be said that that you got to meet in the middle somewhere. I don't think it's he was just too injured not to play. I think he was protecting himself. I agree. Well, and,
1: and my man Jason here brings up a good point. Well, I don't know if he's being sarcastic or not, but he says Greg Roman is washed was the problem. And now the thing is, I don't I won't say that Greg Roman is washed, but we know the type of offense that Greg Roman puts on the field. And the thing is you're not protecting Lamar Jackson when you're going to have him run 10, 15 times a game. And and I know that's what he's good at. He's elusive. He's speedy. He's all these things that make him great, but the guy can throw too. So, you know, if now with the, the new pace or the new direction that their new offensive coordinator is going to go in, I don't know. I feel like a, I don't know. I just, and maybe now I am a Lamar fan. So I might be speaking from a place of, it's like, no, nah, this is a, like if the bills were going to say, well, no, nah, we're not paying Josh. We'll let him move on. If he wants, I would, I would have these same emotions. Right. Cause I just think after you, and now granted, they won a Super Bowl with, with Joe Flacco. He wasn't the guy. You know what I mean? Like they gave him money because he won a Super Bowl and they loved him because. Hey,
2: he hey Flacco was killing it in the playoffs. Like say, say they what playoff, you want know about the record. No, that, that's I, all. It, that's
1: what about it. Matter. That's what no, matters, though. That, like, that's what ain't, matter. that ain't my point. I'm not. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on that. What I'm saying is, though, he wasn't a franchise quarterback. Anybody can get hot at any moment, like you know. But he he was hot in that playoffs for the time that he was hot. They won the Super Bowl, yeah. but he wasn't the guy. He, he wasn't. He,
2: no, Flacco was like a good. He was a good ten to fifteen, you know, as far as ranking quarterback at for time. Like he was solid. He wasn't great. He wasn't elite. Like, as people were saying, but I mean, was Eli Easy Manning? Good. What about Eli Manning? Was he elite either?
1: No, I, I
2: didn't exactly. think Eli was,
1: was a great court. So exactly. I'm saying I have the same opinion, but <laughs> I just feel like now you get a guy that's super talented like Lamar Jackson. And so I don't I just and and the thing is it's hard to win a Super Bowl, man. Like it's not like just because you get a franchise guy, you're automatically gonna win one. There's teams now with good quarterbacks who still may never win a super bowl because Patrick Mahomes is in the league. Like it's the NBA thing, like when Jordan was in, like he had that, that six-year or seven-year period, he had the one year where you know uh my man Penny knocked him out the playoffs. But other than that, he had that six, seven-year run where it was like people just weren't winning championships because Jordan was in, and that's just it just the same thing with Brady. Brady had his time. It was Brady, Manning, all that. You're gonna have a franchise guy. Success isn't always measured by a Super Bowl win, so that's why I just I can't see it. If if it happens, man, it's the reason why I'm doing podcasting and not GMing. But I'm telling you, I would. There's no way in the world I would let Lamar Jackson leave my building. Just period.
2: So what would you do in that case? Where you say he wants a fully guaranteed deal, uh, and then what are you do? Just hold him hostage. You're not, not gonna. You're him. not gonna. Well, not that, well that's what I'm years. saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're tagging them, but still, like, are you not exclusive, exclusive?
1: No, I'm exclusively tagging that dude. So this what if he doesn't report? <laughs> well, he, he ain't going to
2: report dead.
1: You ain't you going to make you – you in the same situation
2: playing. that you in. Like, you still don't have a nah, quarterback dead.
3: I think it goes play. back – but I think it goes back to the organization, and when you have a quarterback like that, I feel like they didn't do enough to protect him. They didn't get him – uh, a wide receiver one and, and they I think they were limited you could say that but they were limited on offense with Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator his his, his 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 passing game design was not very good but running the run game and, and their and their offensive line and their blocking was superb he, he's great at that he's always been good at that and we've seen I've seen I've been watching Greg Roman since you know, when he was with the 49ers and with the oh, yeah. Bills and, and you know, he's he's from that hard bar tree, uh, uh how they construct their offense. So I'm very familiar with it. But I think when you when you're talking, you know, I think running quarterbacks will only get you so far, but you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to develop as a passer. And I think that offense kind of hampers him. And the fact that they really never gave him outside of Mark Andrews solid options around him. I think as a quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is one that will tell you that. You know he's kind of pissed off at the Packers at how they kind of handled the weapons around him. Lamar Jackson might feel the same way too. They put too much on him, and that could be why he's hurt.
2: Well, I mean to be fair, well, I agree with you about the offense. Like it's, it's really has it's got stagnant, which I think mm-hmm. is a part of the mm-hmm. issue. But also, if you're a wide receiver, they they tried to get. I think they've tried to get people to come there. But if you're a wide receiver, would you want to go play in that offense? Like I wouldn't. Hell like no. your numbers, your numbers are going to be like lowered and. You Know you want to go play in the office where you're getting the ball cut like a close to 90 100 catches a year. That's so why you, you make drafted, a lot of money.
3: Well, they ain't got no choice. Well,
2: they tried to, they tried that, and then that didn't work either.
1: Well, no, but that's Rashad why you Babin get rid of Greg else? No, else?
3: Hollywood
1: Brown, well, I think yeah. Hollywood is better than what people give him credit for, but that offense sucked. Exactly. You know, and then he comes out here to Arizona, and then you look at—don't get me started on Kyler Murray. You know what, I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you got—you put him out here with Kyler Murray, and they're like, "Oh, see, Hollywood Brown sucks, nah, bro. He—he was throwing the D hop and had D hop doing acrobatic movements just to catch a four-yard pass. I don't want to hear nothing about any. We don't—we don't have to talk about Kyler. But the point is, that's why I feel like moving on from Greg Roman will help. Lamar in this situation, they they just elevated T Martin to his quarterbacks coach. Shout out to T Martin. I really want that man to get an offensive coordinator gig sooner than later. One of these years coming up. But I'm telling you, man, like Lamar, you you don't. We'll see what we'll see what happens now. If he because I I don't want him in the AFC East. I damn sure don't (laughs) want him in the AFC East.
3: I know. Hey. Uh. The the bills are gonna. Have, they, the bills already got their hands full with the jets and the dolphins. You you bring in Lamar Jackson, it. Mean, they've done. They fared well. But I think if you put him with the jets, with the already good running back and improved offensive line, and them dudes like they got the jets Garrett are hungry. Yeah, they got... the Jets are hungry, and, and yeah. I'm telling you, they could. They could make some noise with Lamar. Jack- they could win the AFC East. I ain't gonna cap. They could win the AFC East with a guy like Lamar Jackson at the helm. Let, let's yeah. be real. Like,
1: no, they got the if defense. If
2: their defense plays as well as what it did last year, then yeah, absolutely. Sauce
3: Sauce already not the best cornerback in the league.
2: He's one he's of them. I I, I, he's, he's, the he's top best. four. He's, yeah, top, he's top. three or four. Man, it, I've he's been, very good. Yeah. I've
3: been I've been watching film all twenty. He's top of three or four, Foss, definitely, and it's like. Damn, he's good. Like he is refined.
2: Like yeah, yeah. Him and him and Sertan, man. They, they uh, are, both of them are really young. Yeah, both of th- those two might be the best in the league for me.
3: Yeah, it's hard to say. It's it, it's it's hard to put anybody above those two right now for me. Yeah,
2: those, those would be the top two for me. Like him and Sertan, the way they yeah. play.
1: I respect it. I respect it, but. Um, either way, I don't want Lamar in the AFC East. Not me, so 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 we can talk about all that other stuff. I don't want Lamar over here. But so uh let's let's pivot to the Dolphins a little bit. Um, because you're right. We 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 talked about the Bills, we talked about the Jets. First of all, are the Patriots becoming like the forgotten team of the AFC East now? Like, are they the are they the irrelevant team? Not being funny when I say that. Like that's a real question. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. Well,
3: They're the only team with a white quarterback. <laughs> well, outside of the Bills, <laughs> I
1: was gonna say Josh is, well, Josh well, Jets, Jerry Josh is one of white, us.
3: Bro. Josh is one of us. Well, really, well, the Jets really don't
2: have a quarterback right now, but yeah. But, uh, I mean, they they, they got an interesting season. I mean, they do have cap room, but uh, they did Bill O'Brien getting him back. I think that's really big for them compared to having Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling the place. Like, that was just a complete disaster. Like, obviously, that didn't work. But getting Bill O'Brien there, he did well his first regime there with the Patriots. That might help, too. They just got to get some – they got to get some skill position players. got to get Matt Jones some players around them. If they can do that, then, you know, we'll see. But despite their deficiencies, I mean, they still – I think <laughs> – they still beat the Jets <laughs> twice. So, yeah. I mean, that says a lot. I think coaching matters. Like, I think Bill Belichick – they're always going to be, you know, at least, you know, a problem or pest they might not be the best. They might not be better than the dolphins or the uh, bills, but they're always going to be around like, they're not going to be like complete bottle feeders, but you know, they might be mediocre like now compared to what they were.
1: Okay. Well, so let's talk about the dolphins though. So like the dolphins don't have a first round draft pick this year due to them uh, tampering with Tom Brady during all of that talk when, you know, Brian Flores was there and all all that stuff. So they, they lose out on a first round draft pick. Um, they the Dolphins started off hot like it was one of those things where you know you had all of these guys saying uh, you know RG3 was saying that they're the best team in the league you know it's early on in the season they had a nice little win streak they beat the Bills and I believe it was week three or four when when the right. Bills went down there and they're like oh this is the team they're they're the team to beat they're the team in the AFC then towards the end of the season injuries whatever whatever they started to kind of fizzle out. They made it to the playoffs, lost, lost to Buffalo in the wildcard round. How do they take a step forward? You know, they don't have a first-round draft pick. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I feel like their cap space isn't that wonderful either. So I feel like they're in a, in a similar cap position as the Buffalo Bills where, it, like, they really don't have any. So with no first-round draft pick, limited cap space, um, how do you see them taking a step forward this year to build on what they thought they were building at the beginning of the year?
2: Who, who, well, I guess I'll yeah. go. Uh, yeah. Like I think, you know, for what they, they got interested in all season. For one, like, um, they got to make a decision about Tua, first of all. Like, his you know, fifth field option. Do you pick it up? Do you not pick it up? And then if you, you do pick it, pick up. it up, then. I, don't, I, I would not pick it up, but you know, you definitely can make the case where you could pick it up just because you know it does protect you in the end, it does protect him as well. But even if you do pick it up, then as you alluded to, you know, they don't have a first round pick. But you know, I definitely think they. We talked about the Bills and them needing maybe some running back help. The Dolphins certainly need probably more running back help than Buffalo. I think you know just the fact the about it. They had like a stable of running backs, but none of them were really consistently good throughout last year. So I think if you want to get to us some help and get some get those weapons, uh, Waddle and Hill some help too as well, get a running back there. I mean, Josh McDaniel, like he comes from a tree in San Francisco where they value running the football. And I think you definitely have to do that. They, the offensive a lot has to get better still. I think that's a big question for them. Uh for me, uh I I would probably take you know, the two-lane running back Ty J Spears, like we ended up seeing him in the senior bowl. I thought he was tremendous there. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a first-round pick, but I definitely think, you know, in that in round two, I think, you know, he could be some value of the Dolphins there. So that's that's what I would do with their first pick in the draft, which would be, like you say, on day two of the NFL draft.
1: Speaking of the the senior bowl, shout out to Sterles for standing us up. But go ahead, Sterles. You want to uh, respond to what Antoine said there? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think we need to mention that uh, Tyree Kill has about thirty. They're, they're, he's owed thirty-one million. That's going to be his cap hit for this season. Uh, Sarah put in the chat that uh, you know they're they're they got about twelve million dollars uh, in they're cap over space. The cap. O- over the over cap. cap, over the cap, over the cap. Okay, so they they're gonna have to make some moves, man. Uh, but they got what two third round picks, I believe, a second and two thirds. Um, you know, they, I think they're in a position. Uh, that the bills are in where they got to hit on draft picks. And they've, I think they've done a better job at, at hitting on some of these picks than, than the bills have, but um man, when you pay, when you're paying a wide receiver, $31 million a season, that that's, that's some big time capital. And, and then, you know, you're going to have to up the ante for, uh you know, Jalen Waddle. So this season, I think they're going to be doing some, some bargain bin shopping, man. Uh You know, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh you know, the guy from uh your boy, from USC talking about how he wants, he, he'd play for the dolphins. So, you know, they, they might be in a position where they can off some of that young talent and kind of, you know, you know, make a run from my, from my guy out in uh, at USC. So who,
2: who are you talking about?
3: Who do you think I'm talking about?
2: I have no idea. Actually, you Are you, are you serious? Made- like you talk about, uh, you talk about. I know you talk about. Uh, not this
3: draft, but he's coming out next year.
2: Oh, Caleb Williams. They don't okay. have. they don't have, oh, a, no, they don't no, have a number no. one draft pick next year. They they would they would have. Well, yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do.
1: do but they They um, traded what I'm it for Chubb. Is, Didn't they trade it for Chubb? I no, they traded the one this
2: year. This year they had two first round picks. They had two first round picks. They had San Francisco, and then they're all. And then they traded. They traded one for Chubb, and then one got taken away from them.
3: So okay. I, they, they may have to like Javon Holland, or, or they may have to parlay some picks. I'm saying if they want to go get him, that I think they. Oh, should. Oh, you go, out,
2: you go have to go up pretty high. Like you, you, you might be close to bottoming it out, like just to get get there. Because I mean, it's what, what they're gonna do? What it's they're gonna doable. do going from like twenty to like number one? Like that would be that would take a lot of draft capital, yeah, sure In order would. to do it,
3: and I think that if, you know how desperate and hungry they've been for that franchise answer i think they're in the position i think they they're they're considering it i think they're oh, I think, because they don't I know th- what, what they're going to happen to it they don't know
2: i i think See, I, I have agree, a hard yeah. time i have a I hard agree. time believing like uh a team like Tampa bay or tennessee as we talked about if they get the number one pick you think they're going to trade that away for it for hey. uh, uh
3: Drake may is going to be there. There's going to be, there, there's already three quarterbacks that are, that I believe that are going to be pretty good. That already see, well, I eyes.
1: agree. But, but see, I mean, I just feel like, and I'm sorry to cut you off here. I just feel like Tua, I know we look at him a certain way, but I'm telling you, he, they, he was looking like an MVP this past season, you know, in that system, in that system, he was looking like an MVP. His problem is his concussions and his health, you know, like the same thing we're talking about Lamar, not Lamar with concussions, but it's just health. They're not going to – they're 100% going to pick up that fifth-year option. They're going to try to extend that dude. He's going to be the quarterback there for a few I'll years. I don't know about that. I
3: think it's – I think oh, he, oh, I, to, to a, in my opinion, is okay. he's, he's limited. He's a, he's a limited quarterback. They're, I think they'd be crazy not to be looking at these other guys next year. I, I you know? would
2: I, – I could see them picking up the fifth-year option, but extending okay. him, like, why, like, why would you, why would you yo, do that when, like, this, you, this man is so – he is not showing the ability they, to stay healthy.
1: Who are they going to get? They, they're not going to lose. Listen, they're not going to lose enough games. We just, you, I just got done talking about them not being able to get the number one draft pick. They're not going to, they're not going to lose enough games this season coming up with that. They got too much talent. On, even you could put me at quarterback and hey. with Jalen Waddle and Tariq Hill, yeah. they're still going to win. Exactly. Games. So why Here, here's the thing. My answer <laughs> no, to that that's is what I'm
2: like, here's, here's my answer to that. The Chiefs traded up for Patrick Mahomes when they had Alex Smith and they were making the playoffs. So. Like, keep in mind, you don't have to be, like, in the top 10 to get a franchise quarterback. The Chiefs got one, like, in a team. Like, 12, 13, wherever they picked that. And then, look it was down.
1: That was the Bills pick. I think it was 10. 10? Okay, whatever. But but the thing is, too, w- w- what we're saying with this, like, when you look at – you're talking about Alex Smith. It's a completely different situation, man. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't like, the youngest dude in the league no more. Either. You know what I mean? Like, he – it was time, like they knew they were gonna have to start transitioning from him. So but they were still like... making
2: the playoffs. They were still like they were still making the play. They were still like a viable option. Like they had the year when they traded him. They had like a first round buy. I mean, That's they right. got bounced out by the Steelers, like <laughs> in the divisional round. But still, I mean, they knew it was a ceiling with him. So yeah, you're right on that.
1: I'm just saying, so we'll see. I, I just feel like this past year we saw we saw a game and, a, and we saw numbers from Tua that we haven't seen throughout the rest of his NFL career. So like now, I feel like they they have some type of confident and i'm gonna I'm talk to some some um some dolphins fans i'm gonna try to get some dolphins fans on at some oh, point God. To, well no i mean some some people that that got some sense i know a lot of them don't but i'm <laughs> saying <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all my yeah, can, we, yeah, can we get some yo, can
2: we get some logical dolphin fans like can you yeah talk? i yeah. mean i know some too but yeah i mean yeah you got but to, I mean, you got I to just be careful like- with that
1: Well, I just feel like, you know, they they have this confidence now with with Mike McDaniels on there. It's like, okay, look, if we can protect our guy, if we can keep him kind of healthy, like this offense is going to move. He can put the ball where it needs to be for Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle. You know, like, I and then they're going to get a running back. You you know, they're going to get a running game. So I just feel like they have a confidence down there. Like, no, Tua Tua can do it. We just got to keep him healthy. So I just, I don't know. I I feel like um, they're going to try to protect him. I feel like offensive line is going to be their thing. They're going to bolster that offensive lineup I think they're going to get a good running back try to try to have a good running game to take some of the pressure off of Tua and I don't know maybe again maybe I'm wrong I I could probably be wrong about Lamar Jackson and Tua yeah I I keep in
2: mind like I still have ties down there like this is going to be a critical year for him like he got he has to stay healthy if he cannot stay healthy in this year like they're gonna they're gonna look to move on like they really Mm -hmm. are so he needs to remain healthy like for the most part. Even even if he plays like fifteen games, if he can do that, then I think they'll be willing to commit to him long term. Anything below that, then another concussion or two, then I think they could possibly move on. Yeah, I
3: don't think we know if Tua wants to play.
2: I think he does. He does. Like I think for everything that I know, like he wants to continue playing. But you know we'll see if I, hopefully he can stay healthy. Like I, I hope he does. I really do. Like I enjoy watching him play. So nobody, you don't want to see anybody go down like that, like the way that he did last year.
1: All right. Well, um, so let's let's well no real quick before we pivot off of them because there is one more topic I want to touch on and get your opinions on. Um, but so with with no first round draft pick. You know what direction do you think they go in the draft? I know Sterling said they have to hit. They're kind of like the Bills, where they have to hit on the draft this year. But um, what do you what are you guys thinking?
3: I think they need to go uh, look at offensive line, man. Yes, uh, they, they they really have some holes on that offensive line. You know, maybe look at guard. Uh, there's some good guards in this draft that that they can find in the second, third round. Remember, they got two first round picks. Uh, I think you know the top tackles are going to be gone. Uh, in round one, but I think there's going to be some solid contributors there. So if if I'm the if I'm the Dolphins, your defense is set, right? So if you want to go, you know, offensive guard round two, uh, offensive tackle round three, and a running back your for your other uh, third round pick, I think that's what they should do. But you know, they got to hit whatever they decide to do. They're taking best. They should be taking one of those teams that take best player available. But they definitely have some needs on the offensive line, and I think you know. If you're if you're serious about Tua and you want to do you do the right thing by Tua, I think that you need to insulate him with as much offensive line help as you can.
2: Yeah, I got – I might have be quick. Yeah, running back, offensive line, definitely. And I'll throw a linebacker in there too as well. I think, you know, especially when you are transitioning to the Vic Fangio system, don't necessarily need edge rushers because, you know, you got Chubb, you're committed to him, and also uh, Jalen Phillips too as well. But, you know, kind of some inside linebackers maybe to help out, you know, Jerome Baker as well. Like I could see them taking a guy, you know, later on in the draft
1: too as well. Okay. So, well – Let's let's move on from from them. I want to talk about the Super Bowl champions. So the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, well, I'm really not talking about them, but the Kansas City Chiefs lost their offensive coordinator to the Washington Commanders. And I love Eric Bieniemy from everything that I know about him. I'm not a player. I never played in that locker room. Uh, I don't cover them, so I, I haven't even had a chance to interview him. However, um, you got some good reviews and some bad reviews on different different a lot of players who have played with him came out and said that he helps them develop as men uh Tariq Hill came on and said that he, you know it's like hey he helped me kind of figure out who i am outside of a football player and as a football player and you know you have patrick mahomes say he loves him and all this stuff then you have uh buffalo bills kind of sort of legend Lashawn mccoy say this with the commanders i hope he doesn't but i think he will what's his value what makes him a good officer
5: coordinator See, the problem is, a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job, they haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? W- when the plays are, are designed, that's Andy Reid. W- when you talk about offensive coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you what Andy Reid or Doug Peterson, but when I ask about Eric um, Enemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film or practices and we correct the, the the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Mm. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, then you, then you go to the, the Washington where you got to call plays, you got to run the meetings, you got to run the installs. The last issue I have for him is, what makes Andy Reid so great, not the call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is like adapting to the players For be enemy. He's my first practice, I couldn't believe it. He's dog coaching, he's dog cussing the players. I'm like, and not just the regular players, Kelsey, you know, you know, other players. So it's like it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because. He's a black coach, and I love to see black coaches win. Also, he's a running back coach. Running back coaches will never get a chance to be true. office coordinators. The yep. last one was like Anthony Lynn. So I want that to, 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 to do well for him. But if I got to do my job, I'll be honest, my thing is just where is the true value at? Is it then, Is it have anything to do with him being black, in your opinion? Obviously, uh, you ain't Roger Goodell. You don't know You know why? Absolutely not. But people want to win. The color thing, I, I get it. It, it. it should be more black coaches. I definitely believe that. But if you come up for the, the Chiefs, they want to win. It has nothing to do with the, with the color barrier at all.
1: Okay, um, Steros, <laughs> I'm gonna start with you on this one. That I was, knew you
5: was
3: gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna start with you on this one. Yeah. Uh, first of all, like I always respect Shady because he's a straight shooter, but I think we we there. I think so. We could take some of what he said at face value, like <clears throat> the insight that he has and so forth. But we got to remember, before the Bills hired Brandon Bean. Sean McCoy was was hollering about Brett Beach because he's a Philadelphia guy, so so he's going to be partial or biased to Andy Reid, Brett Beach, and those those guys in Kansas City, right? It, it's just the way it is. Now, I don't, I can't sit here and say that I know how Eric Bieniemy is in the locker room, and but I also can say this that if you're around a guy like, you know, Andy Reid the way Andy Reid, his craft, you're going to, he he taught you for so many years. You're going to take some of that. You're going to, you know, take, if you're smart enough, you're going to take that to, with you uh, with the commanders and, and, and use that. Like, so the fact is to say he's not qualified. I don't agree with that. I hope he goes in there and he tears it up. I hope he tears it up uh, because I, I just think that's another barrier for, for black coaches. But um, you know, it, i always i'm all you know this i'm always the kind of person that always tries to look at both sides right And i'm not gonna you know i know that there has been some uh some things where black coaches haven't got the same opportunities and that's proven right, but i want to see him develop his skill even more so when he i hope he watches that and he goes when he goes to uh you know to the commanders he's like you know what i'm gonna show all y'all wrong. And I hope he, I hope he kills it. I hope they really put the resources around him to be successful. Right now, they 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 got a lot of holes. So for 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 them, I think he's going to get some unfair criticism if if they don't you know perform with Sam Howell at quarterback. So I want him to succeed. I I, I like Eric Bien-Aimé, Um just from what I've seen and what I know. I like him. Hell, I wish he was the head coach. He he would have been the head coach of Colorado. Uh now I love Dion too now. But before that I want Eric Enemy to come coach the bus. So uh that that's my two cents on it.
1: Where are you at with
2: it tomorrow? Uh, look, I mean, he you know, I understand he's been in a locker room and things of that nature too. And for him to – I think for him to say it has nothing to do with race. And I wrote about this, you can check it out, like it's on mm-hmm. pinned to my Twitter account. Like I think it's, you know, short sighted because the two guys that preceded him as the offensive coordinator and Doug Peterson and also Matt Nagy did the same thing he did. And guess what? They got head coaching opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had Joe judge, like he was the special teams coordinator of the Patriots and get a head coaching job. And we see how disastrous that was. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't mean to tell me that Airbnb cannot get a head coaching job somewhere. Like, at least, like, at least give him an opportunity. Yeah. Like, especially with one of these teams around here. So, race has a lot to do with it. Like, a lot of people sit here and say, "Well, it may not," but a lot of the owners hire people that either recommend it to them or they feel comfortable with. And I get, you know, the history, you know, some of the, you know, the concern there with Eric Enemy when he was in Colorado and things of that nature too. And I also detail this in the article, but. It's also been other coaches around the league that have gotten second chances too, and also it been coaches been arrested, been got in trouble, and they still gotten uh, coaching opportunities. So yeah, every time it seems like we as black people at times we have to do the extra, we, we have to go to extra mile, like we have to be nearly perfect to get a certain position, whether it be a head coaching job in the NFL or any position, like in life at times. Like we can't we can't have any kind of blemish on our record. where somebody a white counterpart at times they could have you know problems or you know you know transgressions on their record and they still get the same they get the same opportunities or they get better opportunities. So I think we I just wanted to be consistent. You know I just, that's all I want. Like it's mm-hmm. you know if Eric Enemy you know had gotten like if he if he's a bad head coach he's a bad head coach. Like he he sucks as a head coach. Like I would like to see it. But the fact that we have not been able to see that, and him to have seventeen head coaching opportunities—I mean, head coaching interviews—and not get one—that says a lot to me. And you know, you can't again—you can't say it's because well, he's had that—he's had problems in the past. Because if that was the case, then they shouldn't have interviewed him in the first place.
3: Yeah, and what problems did he have? That—that's what I'm
2: trying to figure out. In Colorado, it was a situation where uh, about underage, uh, like a transgression, like. Like it was, it it was a lot. It was, it's a, it's a lot, but it was like, he was an assistant running back coach at Colorado. This was like 20 years ago. And then he had got banned from the school for a little bit and things of that nature. But again, he had really turned his career around to the point where he's gotten opportunity with the chiefs and became the offensive coordinator. And then now people just, you know, he's near a point where he's trying to get this, trying to get these head coaching jobs. And then people are ready to throw these type of things in their face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. John Herring says I'd like to know which part they disagreed with. I mean, it's a pretty yes or no answer. If I'm I'm saying, I'm guessing he's saying the enemy here, it had nothing to do with the passing game, then it was all Andy Reed. Well here's the thing. I'm sure the play designs were Andy Reed. Like he he's been a, a great offensive mind since since Andy Reed has been a coach, you know, but they disagreed with how um LeShawn McCoy talked about his character. Uh, Andy Reid came out this season and I believe last season as well during the offseason and said, no, Eric Bieniemy is the one calling the plays. Uh, he didn't say he designed them. He did say that he's calling the plays on the sideline. Um, they they come up with the script together. They come up with the game plan together. So I don't know. But uh, to your point, one of the things that that gets me upset about it is is basically what you said, Antoine, is how, um, you know, OK, if we're going to say, that his past, his his he has a history of things that disqualifies him from this type of position, then, okay, well, let's go through the league and anybody who's been arrested, anybody who's had a DUI, anybody who's had uh, a, a, an assault on their – any so any coach, assistant coach, coordinator, anything, if they have that on their resume, get rid of them. Um, then the, the other part that kills me is when they say, well, he interviews bad that is one of the, that is, I think that I hate that even more than them saying it about his past. Cause the thing is, it's a fact that he does have a past, like, you know, I completely understand. Like, so there are certain positions that you're disqualified for in general. Like, in, like I, if you, if you commit a felony, you can't run for certain offices, you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I understand, but I know this is the NFL is different. What I'm saying is I could understand if that was the only mm-hmm. discussion, what I'm saying is when they take that and then they say, and he doesn't interview well. And then you have a player like LaShawn McCoy coming out saying, well, he's it's not at all about him being black. And then then they say Andy interviews bad, and, and it's like they just keep piling on things. The goalposts. They like, keep extending the goalposts. They keep post. moving it. They just keep moving it back and back and back. And it's like, wait a minute. This dude has led. Now, if you don't want to believe what Andy Reid has said, well no, he calls the plays. That's on you. If you don't want to believe that Patrick Mahomes saying, "No, this guy is super important to the way I've developed as a quarterback." That's on you. But you have guys coming out co-signing this guy and then like you mentioned 17 interviews and he didn't get one. Yeah. Something
0: Yeah, that's yeah and he's yeah, helped
2: I mean, I I understand he may not be the primary play caller, but he's helped orchestrate an offense that's finished top 5 in the league for 5 straight years. And help, you know, whatever credit you want to give him with Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's worked with Patrick Mahomes and worked with that offense. Again, like, it's been guys that have done less and have gotten head coaching opportunities in this league. Yo, so why can't he get please
1: it? Please tell me what Matt Patricia has done. Please tell me what Mike McDaniels has done.
2: Well, I mean, it's kind of the no. same thing. Like, he, was, it is. he wasn't He was necessarily the primary play caller either, although he did call plays from time to time. But
1: he helped orchestrate, you know, in games mm-hmm. and schematics and things like that. Same thing same thing. So, we'll we'll get on out of here on that. We just hit the hour mark. I don't I, I try not to keep it too long to but um yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, every week now uh for the off season, we may miss a week here or there just because it's about to be summertime, it's about to be nice. We want everybody to spend some time with their families. But for the most part, Wednesday evenings, you'll see the chop up. Um I believe Thursdays will still be Uh, Sarah Larson and Jerry Ostrowski with Three Man Rush. Uh, Code of Conduct will still be happening on Tuesdays. Um, We have a new show. uh, One of our – we have a friend in Brazil who actually has a a huge – Bill's following out in Brazil. My man Fernando is going to be starting with Buffalo Rumblings this week as well. So we got a lot of things coming up uh, for the off season. Got a lot of draft things. I know Sterling, you're going to still do Monday Monday night. So uh, instead of off tackle with John Fina, we're going to have intentional grounding with Sterling. Furrow is going to be, we're going to have a good year, go have a good year. And then when the season hits, I know I'm getting ahead of myself because that's months away again now, but I got some plans. We're going to take this thing up another notch. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get on out of here. Twine, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you?
2: Uh, you find me at Antoine Staley on Twitter, all social media accounts there, follow my work, the New York Daily News. I won't be on next week because I'll be at the combine, but I will be back the following week too after that. Yes, sir.
1: Steros.
3: Yeah, Monday night, intentional grounders, baby. Antoine, you're going to have to send us some vids, man. We want all the information next week.
2: Well, I'll be there. Like, I'll get as much as you need. Just let me know what I, what you need from me.
3: <laughs> Anything that's bills good. related? That's
2: what I want to know. <laughs> well, I, I'll be there.
1: <laughs> I, I see. I, I'm bills related, but I want to know about the Jets. I want I want to know about my my AFC East rivals. So, so I got. I'm gonna have questions for you, no doubt. So, well, I'll be all around you. that. All right. So, and y'all know how I do it over here. It's your boy Jay Spencer King. Y'all love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. <laughs>